Hello, I'm Jonathan M0JSX. And I'm Gary M0TIG, and that's not my surname. Is that you sure? No. Okay. I thought I'd add that in there because I saw that as one of your comments on your live yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gary. It's all um, right. It's no worries. Uh, and welcome to the very first uh, MLNS uh, podcast. It's a new format that we're going to try. Uh, we're not quite sure how it's going to go, but essentially every week we're going to sit down, have an informal chat about all things amateur radio, and it's going to start right now. So first things we're going to do is going to have a look over some highlights of news items uh, that we're pulling in from a few sources. So Gary, what's first up? Right, well, I think you mentioned uh, SSTV. There was some activity with SSTV. Ah, yes. So uh, the International Space Station uh, this coming week uh, is going to be doing some uh, SSTV transmissions uh, from the Russian segment on board. Um, It's from the 28th of January um, between 12.10 UTC and 15.7... Sorry, 17.15 UTC. That's very precise timings. Um, And also also on the 29th uh, between essentially 1 o'clock and 6 o'clock in the evening. Um, on one four five decimal eight hundred, um, using the SSTV mode PD one twenty. I've Do never you know done what it. all these things. Are no, I've never done SSTV, <laughs> Gary. I've got an iPad app. I have got an iPad app, and I did. I remember I was um, in the field one um, uh, one afternoon uh, at a contest site. I had the ATAS on. I was tuning through twenty meters, and I heard these all yeah. funny noises. And I recognise that's been all SSTV. So I got my iPad and, and sort of held it next to my speaker and I got some <laughs> pictures. I've no idea how it works. Um, well, well, I think um, James is the one to ask on that yeah. one. He does, he's, he loves a bit of that. And uh, yeah, I, well, what can I, can I do F- uh, I can do FTA. I can do PSK31. <laughs> I can do Ritty. I've well, never done SSTV properly. Well, what, what happens if they're sort of running a bit late? What if they're caught in traffic? Do they know what these precise timings? I would be very worried if the ISS is running late in traffic. Well, it's snowing outside. Maybe does that affect it? Do you reckon? I don't know, but um, uh, but, but they're travelling at seventeen and a half thousand miles an hour up there, carrier. If they're late, I, I, I don't know what they're late for. <laughs> no, neither do I. Right. Okay. So we've also. Got on the little running list here. Yeah. Um, get on the air for care. Now yes. I understand this is a construction competition of some. Yeah. Some so form. Um, you might remember the RSGB in conjunction with the NHS back in the very start of the first lockdown launched this get on the air to care campaign, right. um, which essentially was all about getting on the air to to keep in touch with um, with radio hams who who may not be able to go out of their shielding or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's an idea about you know, keeping in touch with them and, and, and keeping the, the hobby active. Um, as a spin-off from that, the RSGB have launched the Get On The Air To Care right. construction competition. Okay. Uh, the deadline is the 1st of February. Um, you are supposed to send a short description of your project to gm.dept at rsgb.org.uk, including a few photographs, and a video, if possible, on any related circuit diagrams. I don't think there's any particular... um, I don't think there's any particular sort of category of what it has to be. It could be hardware or software, uh, but that's their current... um, That's the RSGB's current uh, uh, competition. That that sounds like fun. If I'd known about that, Mm. I'd like to have had a go at it. Well, you still can. There's still time. I know, but I've got to go some, haven't I? (laughs) 
by that, you've got a week or so. That's, that's I'll tell you what, I've still got downstairs. Do you, do you remember the, um, the the kits that the that uh, lady donated in? Do you remember she brought into the into the store? The it was the eighty um, meter um, receiver kit or transceiver. Oh, I kit. do remember. Yes, I've still got that, and I don't know really what to do with it. I don't know whether to. It's so pristine in there i don't know whether to actually build it and uh, everyone says i should well, I, um, I think this could be a build-a-thon but build a build-a-thon for, yeah. a, for a, no it's really old yeah a build a build-a-thon with gary where you've got to get your own parts really do you think you still get some of those parts i've got no idea no i don't know they're, they're ginormous resistors it's really fantastic <laughs> oh you There's should no, totally you, do it you don't need any tweezers like you do these days <laughs> <laughs> It's like proper in there, but yeah, maybe I'll build it. I don't know. Yeah, but, I think you should. I think it'd be so, a good idea. Yeah, well, if I'd known about the thingy, I would have. I would have got involved in that. I would I, have liked I, to have done that. I think this isn't the first one. They. I think this is, might be the second one they've done. I think they did one back in sort of the autumn. Right. So it wouldn't surprise me if they do another one, um, quite soon. And obviously, most amateur radio clubs hold a construction competition at some point during the year as yeah, well. So well, there's always opportunities. So, I mean, I think, uh, do you, I mean, obviously I've got on the running list here um, talking about RSG membership because it's always nice to, to get involved with a lot of these big organisations where mm. you possibly can, or, or at least organisations involved in ham radio, put a little bit back. Um, is it sort of something that's only available for members or is it sort of something that anyone can take part in? Or I don't know is the honest answer on that, Barry, but I would suspect it as part of it they'd like you to be an RSGB yeah. member um, yeah. and I have to say Radcom's a, a pretty good magazine um, there are some good adverts in it the one yeah. just on the inside page is particularly good we like that one and the one on the back cover <laughs> that's good and the middle work. pages uh, that's, that, they're really good yeah. Um, yeah make sure you read those because you actually pay our wages yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yeah it's brilliant well um, so I mean, obviously, you know, it's easy enough to become an, an RSGB member. Um, I'm, I'm, I let mine sort of lapse a long time ago. And you and I were talking in the week actually about how um, easy it would be to to rejoin. And they mm. now do like little monthly options and stuff. And yeah, it's not particularly it's, obvious, is it, in the form? It's, it's not obvious, but you can. Do, so you can um, sign up for the RSGB on a monthly yeah. direct debit. The, the confusion is when you click through onto the join membership page. It looks like it's well. It is an annual subscription. Yeah. But then when you scroll down the page a bit, you can select how often you pay your direct yeah. debit. You can either pay that monthly, quarterly, or annually. So you can easily pay it monthly. I pay mine monthly um, through direct yeah. debit. I barely even notice it's gone out. To be honest with you. What really? <laughs> it's, it's so little per month. I, I, I don't even yeah. see it go out. You wait, you wait till you get a mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> That's everything, happening very soon. Every, everything hurts then. Um, so, yeah, so we, we've got... Um, what about training? I mean, this is one of the questions that comes up on my um, Gaz Labs feed thing quite a lot, is are they going to continue with the online exams? Now, my personal thoughts are they probably... I think they've sort of seen the value of this and one mm. hopes that they would actually continue uh, to do it. But whether... You know, what do you think? Do you think that they'll continue this? Do you think it'll be something that's always available? Because... Obviously, you know, people are also asking us at work about the on, uh, sorry, the uh, in-class sort of stuff. When will they be back and all that sort yeah. of stuff? Yeah, I, I know um, it's a good question. I mean, obviously, the, the RSGB's exam department would be the people to really ask yeah. uh, as to what their long-term plan is. I think at the moment, obviously, while we're still living under all the restrictions we are, mm. it, it's good that we are able to, to get new 
hams in and, and in fact you're still able to upgrade your your license class you know it's the fact yeah. they're now doing all three levels remotely i think going forward there will be a, a certain um school of thought to say continue with that um i think there will be some people who would prefer to do their exam in more like an exam room setting um and I think that from a logistics point of view, I think that a uh, sort of an, an in-person exam session is possibly um, easy to organise, maybe. So I don't know. I I, th- I think there's possibly exists the the the, the scenario where, where both are offered going forward, both in-person and remotely invigilated exams. Well, I hope they keep it on because I think it's done so much for, you know, people that didn't, uh, maybe have the time or um, didn't think they had the sort of time to go and do a um, online um, sorry go to a classroom and stuff like that it's mm. it, I think it's actually sort of net uh, net a few more sort of people sort of coming into the hobby that because it's just there and it's it's easy to do um, or I say easy to do I mean it's it's easy to take part in because it, you can do it from the comfort of your own home you know if the missus goes out for you know for a little while and you've got like a couple of hours you can actually just get it done um, and it, they've been fairly flexible and I, I know for a fact they've had huge interest in it so mm. hopefully be good but anyway well, absolutely I, I'm, I'm sure that they will continue with it in some way yeah. shape or form because i think it's also you know if you, if you live miles away from your nearest amateur radio club you know if, if you're up in the highlands of scotland or um, yeah. you know live somewhere very remotely but you've got you know an internet connection then then obviously that opens up that possibility for you to get yeah. your your license where and otherwise that might fits in with everyone's sort of busy schedules yeah, as well and not everyone's got time to do it because let's face facts i mean essex ham now have, have got such a an amazing reputation and um you know i know a couple of them from up there and they're mm. absolutely fabulous and they do not put a lot of effort into that without a shadow of a doubt yeah absolutely so so, so essex ham um are the gold standard i think in terms of, sort of mm. online foundation training yeah. um there's now also the online amateur radio community the oarc uh, who are doing training courses for all three levels so if you've mm-hmm. done your foundation you want to upgrade have a look at those for, for training material or of i course, might take uh, part in one <laughs> well you've got your, you've got your full gary you're going to do your intermediate well, again uh, i might okay i, I don't know <laughs> well i'll tell you what I've, I've done some of those online things and there's so much on there i mean richard's doing his advanced and he today i think he, he is at time when we recorded this he is doing oh. his today Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Is it going to jinx it? I wouldn't have thought so. It's no, not, well, anyway, I, I wish him all the luck and everything. But he was asking me some of the questions and I was actually head-scratching because some of them were proper corkers. He was he was asking me about um, classes of amplifier and I'm going, oh, right. oh um, uh, it, it's been five years since I had to learn any of that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a bit like the highway code, isn't it? Would you, would, how, many, how many times do you read that? But oh, yeah, that's anyway. a very good point. So anyway, hopefully they'll keep everything going and hopefully we'll get back to some remnant of normality soon. Yeah, absolutely. Apparently, I did see a little note in the, um, what was it, in one of the papers, the, um, it was, or was it Good Morning TV or something like that? The asparagus fortune teller says right. that everything will be back to somewhere near normal in June. And we're basing this on Asparagus. Asparagus. Yeah, asparagus. That is not a joke. That is honestly, that was on TV. Uh, so it must be true. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go with the word. I'm just. I'm just going to go with. Anyway, Gary, what's next? 
<laughs> I don't know. But I'm just I'm just watching the record level just to make sure that me laughing like a blooming idiot is uh, not sending this into the red. Um, anyway, um, so what's next on the little thingy? Yeah, so I did pencil in something about the um, the new FCC restrictions or reminding people that um, about how they use their radios in in the US. I mean, obviously this you know without sort of um, getting too sort of political or whatever i think obviously this has been spurred on by recent um um happenings in in the us um do you think that'll you know do you think that'll rub off onto the uk do you think that'll you know sort of start that because what they're sort of saying is that you know they're just reminding people they shouldn't use them for anything illegal and uh, sort of stuff like that do you think that the license conditions in the uk will will hot up a little bit do you think that might be a case i i think that actually ofcom is fairly on the ball in terms of the licensing restrictions anyway and and most hams actually know you know what they can and can't do on air so i don't think also also, I don't think it's, uh, for my my humble opinion, I just don't think it's going to stop the hardened, um, you know, law, you know, the rule breaker who's going to, it's just going to, he's not going to even bother reading it. Is no. It? This face facts, he's just going to, yeah. It, anyway, it, but I, I think that one's pretty much touched on. As yeah. Much as, we as much as we want to touch on that one, that's that touched on. Yeah, so, um, but uh, just a, a little thing, um, what was I thinking? I was thinking about something about off Ofcom. Um, oh, yeah, there's... Um, I did see a little bit more about the the, the EMF uh, sort of uh, stuff, and I think the RSGB have now got their own online calculator for that, haven't they? Yeah. The um, the the uh, field strength reading. So, and that one's sort of uh, hopefully settling down a little bit as well. Yeah. So, so I mean, uh, I think one of those things. I think it's quite scary in the way that Ofcom have sort of got about this. Um, I but think it's a good thing. It is a good thing. It is, and and it, you should be aware of what your what your field strength is at the boundary property. You should certainly be aware of it. Whether you necessarily need to measure it is a different matter, or whether you do it, you know, theoretically in in work out using maths what it is. But um, yeah, it's. It, I think that a lot of people got very scared over it for for no real reason other than it was worded yeah. quite strongly. Yeah, that's right. Because I think the, I think the penalty was was quite harsh. But I think mm. that's really that's not aimed at the amateur. It's, it's I think it's aimed at the, maybe the broadcaster who's who's really really ignoring it and they're sending yeah. out sort of kajigawatts or whatever they are. Um, yeah, and it, it's more to do with things like five G as well and in, in commercial yeah, yes, radio spectrum users. That. Yeah, that that's that's yeah. the thing. Well, I mean, I, I've always sort of said to sort of, um, you know, my my in my humble opinion, it's kind of like a, um, just if you have got a logbook, and I always recommend people keep some form of logbook, um, and that is, you know, if you just put on there once a year that you've with your particular antenna kit what you the calculated figures. Um, and then when you change it, do it again. If you change your antenna, just do it again. That's the only time you really need to do it, I think. And yeah. if you record it. That's all you can do, isn't it? Yeah. There's no, they've not given us any official guidelines or anything like that. And it's, as yet, as I say, it's all just, uh, it's all talk at the moment. It's, isn't it? Yeah, so. it's still proposals at the moment. It's, it's nothing is coming to force. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, not it, to, not to worry about it. But I thought I'd mention it. Um, then I've got down something more exciting. Um, Go on, new products. Oh, excellent! Yes. So what have we got that's coming up? I've got down here the ID fifty one. Well, ID fifty two. I think you mean. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the ID fifty two. Yeah. So it was. was, was Who's an idiot? But, who is me? Oh, okay. Uh, 
I wouldn't say that, Gary. Don't put yourself down like that. Uh, um, yeah, we, we were sort of talking before we sort of started recording um, about sort of what we've been playing with, and I mentioned that, and in fact, it's behind me. I mentioned that I was playing with the um, the THD seventy four, and and how I think that radio is almost perfect. All right, almost. Um, I was I was fact I was talking to um, to John at work yesterday about what I would consider to be the perfect handheld. And for me personally, the, the criteria are um, the near repeal, repeater functionality working in both a digital mode and analog, GPS inbuilt, and if possible, APRS. And, and the THC-74 comes close, okay. except it doesn't do that near repeater functionality in FM. Of course, right. the ID-52 will do. Um, so I think the ID fifty two is going to be a, a very, um, very popular radio with that. Um... I do as well. We've had so much in the way of interest for mm. it. Um, I mean, I think that's the trouble. Is I think um, Icom are always the same, aren't they? They seem to announce their new product, whip everyone into a frenzy, and then they take like a year, eighteen months to bring a product to to fruition, which is. Um, I mean, I can't think what product you're. you're... No, particularly referring well, to there, Gary. Well, um, what you mean, like the seven hundred five? Oh, there you go. Or the seventy three hundred, or um... or the seventy six ten, <laughs> or the ninety seven hundred. Yeah, well, yeah, I okay, mean, yeah, I see your point. But but the thing is, uh, the Icom, um, they keep they keep doing it every single time, don't mm. they? They seem to be, you know, that they they just push the the the. the you know the sort of like the envelope all the time they they yeah. they seem to be coming out with just such perfect products at times you know this the 7300 was just such a good perfectly timed radio that the 7610 i think that one's a bit debatable you know where that one positioned itself mm. but the 705 was was desperately in in you know sort of needed it was, it was. market refresher I so much, so much so that that you put your hand in your pocket and bought one. I know. It's I just put the, my hand in my pocket and bought one. It's just the headroom. I, I know that it's only ten watts, and I know that it's um, it's not particularly special in any other way. I mean, it's got a good receiver on it. I'm told. Not that I, you know, know sort of very much, but for me, it's just got so much headroom. You know, the fact that it's connectivity. You know, you, you've got things like uh, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi. Um, the fact that it now will do this uh, crazy FT8 mode, which we'll talk about the firmware in a minute, um, and um, it it will do this like node thing, so you don't need to worry about nodes and stuff like that for D-Star. Um, it does D-Star. Um, it just does so much in a really small package. Plus, you know, if I want to in the summertime, when we're allowed out again, I can just grab hold of it and whip it down the park and you know just throw a wire up and and play a bit of radio if i want to not that that's very often these days but um but yeah it's just for the money i think it was just such good value for money and i think icom they just nailed it every single time i think and, you're right and I, and I don't know whether you've done the new firmware moving on to the firmware for it no Gary. you haven't done no. the, okay so so i've done the new firmware on mine the, the version uh-huh. 1.2 yeah and the the fta mode is nice it, it does all the presets for you so it sets up the the mode sets up the, the bandwidth correctly for FTA, so that, that's quite a handy feature. I don't think it's the quite game-changing feature that everybody thought it was going to be. But I tell you what is really nice with the new firmware is the scroll mode on the scope. Oh yeah, you uh, did show me that. So that's that's really nice. So whereas if you had it in the fixed mode beforehand, every time you scrolled off the edge of 
the scope. You then had to hit your edge button in order to go to your next edge along uh, in order to pull where you are back into the middle of the scope. Now it will just automatically scroll onto the next. And okay. that's really it's quite nice. handy. It's really nice. And and I'm so pleased that ICOM also bringing that to the 9700 and the 7300 uh, a little bit later. I think it's going to be next month they're going to do those for those radios. Because that's, particularly if you're a shortwave listener and you don't like that centre mode, because I'm not a fan of the centre mode. I much prefer the sort of the, the fixed mode type. Um, okay. I think that's, a, I think that's a, a great feature. Do you think, actually, in, in all, all fairness as well, I think we should probably mention the FTDX10 from Yesu. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean... I mean, obviously, you've had a little bit of a chance to play with that one. I've had a little bit of a chance to play with it. Do you? I mean, everyone's asking the same sort of question: How does it compare to, say, the the uh, seventy three hundred, and um, how does it compare to the seventy six ten? Well, there are a few obvious ones for me, and that is number one: if with the seventy three hundred, it's got a display out, and it's got, a, I think, it's got a lot more connectivity um, to it. Um, well, if you're trying to compare it to the 7610, obviously the 7610 is a, is a complete step up in, it's got extra, you know, um, receivers and all that sort of malarkey. Yeah, I, th um, I think with with, this, with the FTDX10, the, the fairest comparison is against the 7300, the 73, in, all, yeah. in fairness. Um, I think there is absolutely no doubt and no competition to say that the FTDX10 is a better receiver. Yeah. Um, I think that Yezu have thought long and hard yeah. about how to get the best value for money and sort of the yeah. best and, 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 I, and, and I dread using this phrase bang for the buck uh, in the radio because it is a very good receiver you've essentially got one of the receivers out of an FTDX 101 you've got a larger screen than you get on the 7300 but it is smaller than that on a 101 you've got that display output you've got the ability um, with the SCU lantern to do remote control, yeah, uh, yeah, and the list goes on. Yeah, well, I mean, I, it, I oh, love it. I think yeah. it, I think it's really really good. I, I'm the thing is, I'm a big fan of of the Icom stuff mainly because you know it's it's so good. But and I'm also the, my first radio was a Yesu, so I've kind of got that mm. sort of undying bond. <laughs> to, to sort of Yesu. I know it's yeah. really weird, isn't it? But brand yeah. loyalty is a real thing, you know. So. So when Yesu bring out sort of something like that, I just think, oh, but it, it's quite nice. the the thing is, it really has. I think I think the seventy three hundred has come along and sort of set the set the uh, the posts. You know, mm. it's set the the goalpost, and and I think Yesu have just come along, and I think they've just hit a home run with that. They I really have just. I think they have. I think that the thing is, I think you've got to bear in mind because I was, I was thinking about this because obviously I I bought a seventy three hundred a couple of years ago, and and I was thinking about whether I would actually get rid of my 7300 in order to buy an, uh, an FTDX10. And I've decided against it for, for one reason, is that although the FTDX10 is brilliant, it doesn't make the 7300 any less good. I know. I know that, that's that's a sign of a good radio in itself. It is, it it? is a sign of a good radio. And, it, yeah, and it's yeah. the thing that... No, it's like when, when Apple launched a new phone yeah. and you've got last year's model. Well, your phone is no worse than it was before they've launched the new one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and and that's it for me. Is that I think the seventy three hundred is still a brilliant radio. Yeah. The FTDX ten, yes, has a better receiver and all of that. But if you've got a seventy three hundred, 
and you're perfectly happy with your 7300 that's great if you want to upgrade to an ftdx 10 then then obviously that's great as well but i don't think you should you shouldn't feel like you're losing out put no. it that way no i i think um i think you know there are a few things you can do to the 7300 which may be not possible with the the ftx the x10 and that is the addition of things like sdr play and things like that i don't think that's quite as easy if at all possible so i don't know if there's actually any if out on the dx10 maybe i should investigate that one next week but um it would be interesting to sort of know um but yeah other than that i just think yeah i think they've done a good job of that but anyway there you go so um going back to the 705 yes um we've got the now infamous z mounts yes so we've got um we've got these new z mounts in stock Mm. Um, which you and I have been rocking on our 705 since yeah, before we started doing them. I know they're just—they're really, really good. They're brilliant, and um, I mean, I've—I I, kind of like mine. It's um, because I've got the tripod as well, which I really, really like. It's really handy for all sorts of things. Um, but I've—I found, and it's slightly more stable, I think, in certain heights. Yeah, it depends on how tall you want to get the radio. But for me, this fits underneath the monitor, so I wanted something really low. So. I saw it and I thought, right, I'm having that. Yeah, and so. and, and, and I saw yours on your seven oh five. And you thought, I'm having that. I'm having that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my, mine sits on my on my desk um, over the other side of the room, next to seventy three hundred, and it just looks excellent. Um, I, I like the fact that you can sort of change the height. The, the tripod I liked, um, but it was sort of that fixed height, wasn't it? You couldn't change yeah, yeah. the height. Yeah. Uh, whereas obviously with the Z Mountain you can. Um, so we now have those available from stock at the store. Uh, they're seventeen pounds ninety five pence, which I think is actually quite a bargain for them. Yeah, I think so because somehow we've managed to get these at a reasonable price. I don't, I don't know how he's done that. Um, I think by buying quite a lot. All uh, oh, right, okay. I, I, I think, don't ask. <laughs> no, I don't know, but I think knowing, it's by knowing buying Martin, a lot. he's probably you know, he's gone to the supplier and probably emptied them. Uh, quite possibly uh, so we have got them for a very good price uh, which is why well, we can sell them for a very good price as well less than 20 quid for a stand I think it's fantastic you know and also when you consider though, that's less than um, the proper ICOM desktop stand the MBF 705 yeah you know and that's only got one height and just tips the radio back a little well, bit well I mean I could say something slightly controversial now go on am I allowed to say something controversial um, well, if you're not Henry we'll edit it out Really? Have I got to leave a Wait. gap like now? <laughs> um, I think that the Icon plastic stand should have been in the in the box with the radio. Gap left, so we can edit. <laughs> I think I agree. Actually, I think I yeah, agree because you know I've seen all sorts of uh, you know things done. I mean, I, I saw someone um, actually put like a bit look what looked like a doorstop underneath and uh, mm. wedge it up. I mean, when you get it, it sort of kind of flaps around the desk, doesn't it? Slides around. It does. Plus, plus you don't really want to put your £1,000 radio sitting on a on a hard sort of surface, on a oh. rock in the middle of a, of in a, in a uh, field or something. Uh, yeah, but you see, Gary, that's why Yeah, go you, on. Buy, you buy the backpack. Oh, did you buy a backpack? I, I, I got given a backpack for Christmas. Oh. I, I, was, I was bought a backpack, so... Oh, someone loves you, didn't they? Someone loves me. They got me a backpack. <laughs> um, I, I've not yet used it because it's been snowing. Um, but uh, oh yeah, I'm itching to get out there. I'm going to build a snowman. Yeah, I, I actually I need to talk to you 
at some Go point on. about putting a, um, a mount on the side. That I need to talk to you about. Oh, okay. Well, it's that was um, that was a bodged up cheapo mount. That mm. was um, it was one of the. Um, I can't call them cheaper. The um, value for money mounts, um, the Nagoyas. Yes. Um, that it was just the, the really small mobile one, and I took the the screws out so that because you, you don't need them. When you push it over that sort of reinforced edge, you just give it a squeeze with a pair of water pump pliers, and it sort of bites onto it, and it, it doesn't go anywhere. The only bit you've got to do, the only technical bit that you've got to do, is you've got to find somewhere to put some stubs. So you've got to make the little quarter wave stubs just to make it but i wouldn't recommend by the way i would hasten to add that anyone walks around with this thing on their back sort no. of talking at sort of five watts near their head i don't know if that would be that brings Is up the that... rs that brings up the ofcom emf calculations it does, it does. <laughs> but that any... okay so is that any different to walking around with a handheld next to your head at five watts Mm, probably not, no. But I would imagine there's a little bit more gain coming from a mobile antenna. That's true. Yeah, you suppose your your S, your ERP is going to be higher. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't like it. It'd be all right though to put your bag on a on a rock sort of somewhere and then yeah. use it like that. That'd be all right. That would be. I think. Yeah, I, I, no, I think that'd be great. <laughs> but you soon find out if you if you start warming up. <laughs> if you start warming up, you know to stop. The snow so, is um, melting. Right, okay, now then, I've, well, there's a product that um, I, we were going to bring up without mentioning it. Yes, we've got a new accessory for the IC705, um, which is coming soon. Yes, it's coming soon. It's we, coming soon. And it's, it is really good. It is brilliant. It's been yeah. made... I want one. <laughs> Gary wants one. I want one. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to afford it, though. Um weirdly i think steve wants one and he hasn't even got a 705 <laughs> what I think does he want it for i don't know he just said he was looking at the other day and thinking that's that's very well made and i think yeah. he might buy a 705 just for the accessory <laughs> <laughs> he's weird steve you're weird <laughs> well anyway that is the end of my prompt list that, that we come up with Excellent. Well, I, I think that's possibly where we should leave it for today. If you've yeah. enjoyed this, um, well, thank you for, for watching and listening. I've enjoyed um, it. It's been I've funny. enjoyed it. It has been funny. Um, it, we'll, we'll do another one of these next. If you want to ask us any questions, uh, that'd be good. Uh, maybe I'll, I did think one thing we could do, Gary, um, with, with sort of this in mind, is if yeah. we get any questions during the week that yeah. are a little bit sort of out there and different, yeah we could write even if they're not if they're questions that we get asked quite common um we could sort of jot them down and then answer them in this sort of format next week okay uh, and maybe that maybe that would work as well it would make them easy questions though because i don't want any hard ones <laughs> <laughs> yes no absolutely but I, that, that would be one thing we could do um so we're gonna we're gonna try and make this a, a weekly thing um uh, i think that there might be an appearance of martin at some point in the future he gets uh, everywhere, doesn't he? He, he, he just, does. He loves a bit of it. He well, it's his baby, so it's, it's is you know, it? He, oh. it's, he's allowed to. Um, right. So we'll 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 pull him in at some point. Um, but yeah, if you've enjoyed this, thanks very much for watching um, and listening as well. Um, this is um, it's a bit of a new experiment for us. It yeah, might it take is. a little while to iron out, but um, but yeah. Well, it took a bit of ironing out to make this bit work, and I hope that um, 
Yeah, we're trying to record everything and uh, and communicate with one another at the same time. That's not been quite so easy. I've learned things about OBS, though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, see you later. Yeah. Have bye fun. Bye-bye for now. <laughs> bye, bye.